What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Space Creators Podcast. My name is Gifted. Hey, Mo. Okay, caution. And we're not going to waste no time. Um, me and my co-host spent a lot of time talking about basketball in pre-production for this podcast. Typically, I come on here and I ask people, hi, how y'all doing? How y'all, how y'all weekend went? Fuck all of that shit. Let's get right into it. Um, NBA preseason is here. <laughs> All right, everybody hooping and shit. Uh, the conversation we had an argument about just now was LaMelo Ball's debut. So right now it's preseason. These teams are like trying to see what their rosters are going to look like, all that type of stuff. And, and uh, players that haven't played for months or damn near like a whole year are getting their reps up now in these games. So just for full context, for those who don't know, uh, LaMelo made his uh, debut off of the bench. Um, he had zero points, he had 10 rebounds, and he had four assists. He also had four turnovers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm gonna let Jamonte get right to his evaluation of his performance. So go right ahead, bro. My, my thing with LaMelo is I look at it as a terrible performance. I'm not, you know, every player every game is like, you know, with so much hype behind the mellow ball, and you come in and drop zero points, and you got four assists, and you're saying overall pick in the 2020 draft, I feel like that's a disappointment. All right. Um, I'm going to let Judy say what he has to say. All right. Okay, I just want to say uh, the thoughts and opinions of Jamonte on this podcast are specifically the thoughts and opinions of Jamonte on this podcast. He tweaking. Um, so let's just explain, right? Okay. Yes, he went scoreless, but for the viewers who don't know, he went 0 for 5. He went 0 for 3 from the three-point line, and he missed his other two shots, but he only took five shots total in the game. There's a lot of players who um, might have a start like that where they're not shooting great, but he also did that off the bench in limited minutes of play. Um, to me, for the minutes that he played in this game, to get 10-10 rebounds and be able to produce in other areas is much more what I care about. We all know LaMelo can score. He, he's not going to be going scoreless every single game. What my question was is how is he going to be on the other stuff? And he truly was able to show off his uh, playmaking in certain spaces. The defense had to respect him in the pick and roll, and he was making the right plays. No one cares about over five because he's not going over five every single game. So to me, he had a really solid debut. Um, yes, he didn't score the ball, but he, he's there to help facilitate. And he's doing a lot of that shit off of the bench. When he really gets like the uh, full swing of things and he gets more time, he'll be able to put up those buckets. He's going to average over 10 points this whole season. But the point is like his other shit, like what is his specialty? And is he doing good at that specialty? And yes, he was. That's how I evaluated his performance. Okay, here's my thing with this. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit in the middle with everything. So I think this game specifically was not a good game, but he showed flashes of things other than scoring because we know he can score. We know he can get to the hoop. We know he can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he showed that he can rebound over a lot of people. You show he can kind of keep the pace up. So he showed flashes of things that you want out of your point guard. It's just that in the scheme of a whole game, 
it just didn't add up. You have four assists and four turnovers, so that basically negates out. Um, yeah. 0 for 5, you know, that is what it is. But I, I'm I'm ready to see him play another game. And I definitely think he has the the power to bring people to watch games in Charlotte because otherwise I probably wouldn't watch. Even with Gordon Hayward, I probably wouldn't watch any of those games. But with Lamelo, I just want to see what he can do and how he can keep that offense going. But yeah, the game, it wasn't that good for him. I'm just saying from what I watch, like even a whole lot of his turnovers, they weren't like bad turnovers. Like they were just, he threw it and then someone struggled trying to catch it, turnover. From what I watched, because again, I watched the whole thing. For one, he's coming off the bench. If you can, can get 10 rebounds off the bench at the point guard position, that's extremely valuable, right? And for them to start Rozier and Graham over him, Kind of killed my shit because to me, it's like if you're going to draft LaMelo, you're trying to give him the reins of the whole organization. And having a facilitating guard who's trying to get other people looks is more helpful to the team. Like in the minutes that he played, he was a lot more uh, impactful in those times. Like if I'm not mistaken, when he played, he had like a, a, a minus one, I think. Yeah, he had... He had a, a a minus one plus minus in, in the game for the minutes that he played. He was really able to impact. And, and like when he was out there, out there on the court, they were winning and coming back. Mm-hmm. So again, like keep in mind, he's not doing this playing 25 to 30 minutes. He literally played um 16 minutes. He played 16 minutes. He had 10 rebounds, four assists and four turnovers. And he was minus one. So Keep in mind, if you lose, naturally your plus minus is going to be negative because your team lost. For his to be that low in that short minutes and it's just um, a minus one shows you what his real impact was. And and then you got the point guard who started over him. Devontae Graham had eight points. He had four turnovers. He only shot three for six. And then Terry Hosier shot uh, two for five and, and only had nine points. And they both combined for two assists and Lamelo had four. Like, I mean, that should speak to his value. In is, my thing. My thing is, mm-hmm. I'm drafting a point guard, a facilitated playmaker point guard. I'm not looking for him to rebound. I'm looking for him to set people up, which he did to an extent yesterday for the minutes he had. I'm looking for him to make plays. I'm not looking for him to rebound. I mean, yeah, of oh, course. But you realize rebounding is part that's of like starting a break to play make for other people. Like, if you have a guard who can can rebound, you can start start the play a lot faster. And the fact that he has a knack for where the ball is going to go creates bonus possessions for your team to score. That's not what I'm looking for. I know, I know that's that that's what that could do, but no, but it is because it's a I'm part of your play If that makes you sense, it's a part of your play that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying with the horn. You saying what? So I'm saying it's a part of the playmaking. For him to be able to be that crafty and have a knack for the ball, it gets people going in transition and gets you easier transition buckets. We saw that all night from him when he played. Plus, if you saying you purely are drafting a facilitating guard, right? When you look at the guards that started over him, they they combined for two assists, and he had four. 
in 16 minutes off the bench. I agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree they should start him over there. I, I, I never said that. I agree with that. I'm not saying you do. My I'm not saying is. you do. I'm just saying when you look at it, he he did what he sorry he did what his main specialty was better than the guys who started over him despite the fact that he didn't score. Like I don't put m- much emphasis because he only took five shots. If he took ten or twelve shots, he would have had eight or nine points, and then it would have been nine points, ten rebounds, four assists, and then that's supposed to be like a tremendous stat line that's way better than zero points, ten boards, f- four assists. No, we know Lamelo is going to be able to score. They didn't draft well, him because he was is, able to score. They drafted him because of playmaking. I mean, I, I, I agree with that part. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, if anybody else would have had that type of game, you would have been on their head. No, I would not have. I would not have. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. It's any, all based any, on any context of the player. My, my thing is. Okay. My thing is. Hype as he has, he should hype the game as as much as the hype he has coming into the game. That's all. I, no, Cole Anthony, for example, Anthony Cole. Mm-hmm. He sixteen points. I mean, I know he played more minutes, but he also came off the bench. Okay, sixteen points, six for ten for shooting. Okay. So he had 16 points. No, no, no. Drafted at the end of the drafted at the end of the draft. Okay. All I'm saying is, you drafted. If you drafted third, you should be putting up some points. No, that's but that's not the, the game. Putting okay, but you're looking at it too close-minded. Okay, for Cole Anthony, his primary ability, like his primary value, is scoring the basketball. If he's not scoring, there's no other points. Four assists too. Yeah, he had four assists too, though. Yeah. Okay. But you're comparing forces, forces for an entire season. Cole Anthony's role for the Magic is to get buckets because this is a team that doesn't have like a primary score. They have a lot of guys who can play defense, who can pass and do all this stuff. They don't have a guard who can take over games and score for them. So obviously, Cole Anthony is going to average more points than Lamelo because that's his role. That's what he's supposed to do. For Lamelo, he's supposed to, to lead the team. He's supposed to play mate, and he's supposed to put up points as well. And where does this off one game? If you want to be this hard on him, let's talk about Anthony Edwards, okay? Anthony Edwards in his first game, he played 26 minutes. He shot two for nine, one from, for five from three. He had four assists, two. He had five points. He had five turnovers. A minus Ugh. 17. That shit doesn't mean anything Ugh. to me. I don't care about that, though, because you can't, like, like, you can call performance trash, yes, but the point of these preseason games is for the players to get in shape and find out like what their role is going to be on a set team. So he can have a trash game like this. That's not going to matter. Trey Young's first entire rookie season was trash up until the halfway point, and everyone called him a bust. And then as soon as the half point way came, he took off and started hooping like really, really crazy. So to me, I'm looking at what your role is on the team, what you're supposed to do. Same thing with Trey Young. When Trey Young was having all of those issues, his, his main role was to play mate and shoot when he's open. And he was doing that. The shots just weren't falling. He took the same shots all year long. They just failed in the second half. Like, if you're looking at these three uh, uh, draft picks, uh, Ball, Wiseman, and also Edwards, you have to look at what their role is on the team and how are they doing in that role. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, mm-hmm. like, the two things I would look at for a rookie coming up, like, at least their first year or the preseason games, one, I would look at the role that the team drafted them for. 
and what they're most known for. I'll look at that first. And then I'll look at the intangibles in case you see anything that they can do that you didn't expect. So it can add to their repertoire. So with LaMelo, he's a facilitator who can score at times, you know, kind of like Lonzo, but just probably a little more high energy and high pace. So um, you get 10 rebounds. That means that as soon as he gets the rebound, it's probably three or four of the guys running. He has so many hospitals. Yeah, he's known for those long court passes, so he's not going to score as much, right? Um, so I don't expect him to score. Now I admit, 0 for 5 is still kind of, you know, yeah. back. for this game, it's not good. You right. Know, you can't get past that. But, you know, I don't, I, I'm not saying that just because he scored bad this game that he's not going to be a scorer or he's going to be a bad player. Um, I'm mostly just looking at things that they can do that other players can't or, you know, just like getting that high energy. And I noticed that when he gets on the floor, his teammates kind of get a boost of energy almost like um, – who specifically was it? Uh, Miles Bridges. Yep. Um, when he, you know, had that behind the back pass to him, you can get people hype. You get the fans hype, and that energy can translate back into play on defense, and then that translates to offense again, and it can kind of boost. So, but I'm looking at the that. main reason why, right, that energy is even there is because they know if Lamelo has the ball in his hands, he's gonna find you. So that makes you feel like, okay, I'm not just going to be standing here in his corner the whole game. He's going to look for me. So I, I need to be alert and active. There are some point guards where they dribble out the whole clock. You know you're not going to touch it. So when you finally get the ball, you're not ready. Like, in the minutes that he played, his teammates fed off of that constantly. Like, it, it, it might have shown that he only had four assists, but he got so many hockey assists where he passed to one guy because it was such a great pass, it opened up a, another pass for the team. And factors like that are calculated into plus minus and like how a person hoops. Obviously, plus minus isn't everything. 0 for 5 is not great, yes. But for me, I don't expect rookies to shoot that well in their first season for one, right? And for two, you got to look at how many shots. 0 for 5, right? RJ Barrett started out 0 for 5 um, the other night. And even though he didn't have a great game, he warmed up in, in the second half and still had like, I think, 14 or 15 points at the end of it. To me... That doesn't really matter for rookies as much. So I'm not putting as much emphasis on that. Now, it's different if they draft him like he's supposed to be the scorer. Like his main thing is getting buckets and he went scoreless. Then he failed in what he was supposed to do. But on top of that, he only played 16 minutes. So 0 for 5, you play 16 minutes, but you're able to get 10 rebounds in that 16 with four assists plus other stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. That matters a lot more to me. If he plays starter minutes, he, he could have probably produced a lot more. So you telling me the four turnovers only gate the four assists? For me, when you look you, at turnovers, no, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to explain. For me, right, when you turn the ball over, it's always a negative to your team, yes, but the conditions in which you get a turnover matters. Prime example, right? In football, if you throw a pick, a pick is bad, yes, but there's a lot of times where whoever's supposed to catch it kind of can't catch it in air and then it goes to another person that's not always on the quarterback sometimes that's on the receiver for not just catching it the right way if it comes right to you i saw a lot of times where he he would throw a person the ball and because he's so fast with it they weren't expecting it and they weren't ready because of that that led to a turnover i also saw some some bad as a playmaker Mm -hmm. 
As a playmaker, you got to know your personnel. I mean, I know he knew the team, but you got to know your personnel. This is the first preseason game, though. Well, no. Nah. This is literally the first preseason game. I mean, game. I'm sure they who, I'm the sure It was no training I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure. I'm <laughs> pretty sure. There's no training camp. So you tell me who would each other at least once before this game. No, they practice before the game and stuff. But I'm telling you, for four turnovers, what fucks up most college uh, people and uh, high school people coming into the NBA is the pace of play. The pace is a lot faster, especially when you're coming off the bench and the game's already going. At least when the game starts, you get a feel for like how the pace is going to go. If you're coming off the bench, you're coming into the pace is already established and going, and you have to pick shit up as you go. But bottom line is, turnovers matter based on how they look. There's been a lot of turnovers where it's like, that guy should have caught it, he fumbled it, and this guy got a turnover for it. There's also the ones where it's like, that's just a bad pass. I didn't really see many terrible passes from LaMelo. So, off of what he's supposed to do, all the stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheets, I think this was a solid start. That's all I'm saying. Not the whole thing about it, and this is to wrap everything up. I know Lamelo is a hooper. I know he could do better than this, you know. Yeah, for sure. Personally, yeah. I'm not gonna say personally. Yeah, I, I know he can do better than what he showed. That's all I'm saying about the yeah. whole, like. Yeah, I think situation. it wasn't a good game, but it was a good start. I, I say that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I do want to transition from this because early in pre-production you compared it to Paul George. It's perfect. <laughs> let's get no no no. Let's get right to the shit. We ain't even we need to go. Oh my god. Let's just transition. So you Dude, said that if Paul George Now wait, wait, wait. So you said if Paul George shot 0 for 5, that I would have trashed Paul You'd George, right? Absolutely. 100%. And you wanna know why? Because Paul George's role is to be a two-way star who gets buckets. If you're supposed to be like a number one or number two option on a squad and you go 0 for 5 in a game, I'm going to get on your ass. For one, you lack aggression for you to only take five shots, right? For two, you didn't make any of the shots you took. Like his, his main value is scoring and defense. If he's trash on defense, he fucked up in that game. If he's trash to scoring, he fucked up in that game. We're not like he's not known for being some premier playmaker. That's not his role. I compare players to what their role is supposed to be. If you're bad at the role, you play bad. That's how I look at it. My thing is... And he's not a rookie, by the way. He's an all-star. I know he's not a rookie, but but as a hooper, you should... So you're telling me a man that... that, Well, he put up... You're telling me a man that put up... I know it was in high school, but he put up 90 points in the high school game or something like that. Something crazy. And you telling me he shoot 0 for 5, you can't tell me he's not I know you're not comparing high school to NBA. I know you're not doing that. I'm, bro, I, bro, all I I'm saying is he can get buckets. I'm just saying, all, all I'm saying is he can get buckets. He can yes, get buckets. I'm but you sure do realize 30, 40, you are comparing that. 92 points in high school to the NBA. No. Okay? Vince Carter was a dog I'm, in high school. I'm just saying. What did he do in the NBA for real? Uh, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna talk about. He was, he was an all star. Yeah, he was an all star. What are you talking about? But y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about, bro. Like, like you talking about like what impact that he had in the playoffs? Or, uh, but not even that. Like, like, like I could go there, but I want to go there. What he was in high school compared to like 
what they thought he was going to be is a lot bigger, right? And and in high school, you're playing against competition that's a lot weaker, uh, who mainly runs zones or like whatever it is. And in Chino Hills, they were just running that shit over and over and over and over. So I don't, I, I never looked at production there. In uh, in the NBA, the pace is a lot different. And keep in mind, the uh, competition he was playing against was a lot more difficult. He played against the Raptors, which is a solid defensive team. So I think he went is. scoreless. He can still, shoot. Yes. Regardless mm-hmm. if it's high school or not, high school or not, high school okay. or NBA, he can shoot, right? Yeah. He can shoot. Yeah. We, all can, we all can agree that he can shoot. Okay. So you're telling me if I, if I know I can shoot and I go 0 for 5, Telling me you missed five I'm not shots that, that bad game. I know what happens, but okay, but not everyone's game is only based on buckets. Lamelo's game is not purely based on buckets. Like, like, bro, I promise you, I promise you, if he went two for six and he had six points with these same stats, you wouldn't be going as hard because he because he scored six points. That doesn't mean shit to me. The zero two for six is better than zero for five, but you can't get. You can't get caught up in not scoring the point. Now, I see what you mean. Like, he yeah. definitely can score, and this wasn't a good scoring game for him. But just because he didn't score enough points doesn't mean the game was necessarily bad for him. Bad for him. Now, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great game, but, you know. That was it. But my thing is anyway. So again, it was, I, I think it was a bad game. It was a I bad transition game. this to Paul George, though, because because I want to get into that shit. All right? Let me tell you what a bad game is. When you're a all-star guy and you average 20 points, whatever it is, and you shoot four for 10 and you're playing bad defense, Jamal Murray cooking your shit every other turn with Kawhi Leonard and you shooting like that where the stakes are a bit higher, that's a bad game. When I, ha- when I only expect you to play defense and get buckets and you're doing neither of those, that's a bad game. If you're doing what your role says you're supposed to do, that's a good game. Prime example, Dwight Howard... His role was not to score. His role is, I got to get rebounds. I got to play defense. And some series I can't play, but that's my primary role. So if he's good in his role, he didn't have a bad game by only scoring two, three points. That's not his role. LaMelo has to get more than zero points. We know that. Before a preseason game where he comes off the bench and he's playing against a good defensive team, for him to not score is not the end-all, be-all to what is a good or a bad game. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying this. If let's put this game, I know it's a preseason game. I'm aware of that, but let's put this game on a, a higher platform. Let's say this was a playoff game, hypothetically. He came off the bench. Yeah, 16 minutes. Same stats, same stat line. But you can't even. Okay, say, but it's the context, though. I'm just saying a bad game no, no, no. is a bad game. No, no, a bad it's game not is a bad game. No matter how the states are, bro. You cannot compare that to the playoffs because, for one, he would have gone through a whole season of of the NBA. So if he came out with a performance like that, we only took five shots. And for one, he wouldn't be getting no damn 16 minutes in a playoff game. If the Hornets even made the playoffs, that just wouldn't happen. So to me, like you can't even make, well, I, don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, one thing about me, I don't believe in the whole, Oh, it takes a ton of warmer. He, they hoopers. That's what they do for a living. Nah, nah. It definitely takes time. So you're if you me, saw the way trade, no, if you saw the, it's the reason why he got drafted, out. it's the reason why he got drafted. It's the reason why he got drafted. Right. Because he's a hooper. Because of performance, because of what he's supposed to do, because of playmaking potential. If you hoop for a living, that's something you do. 
you ain't, ain't no, ain't no. I don't believe in that whole warming up. Being a pooper is not just scoring the basketball. You're looking at basketball in a very it's one, about having a good one game. way. But ha- having no, a good game not. is not just scoring. Having a good game is not just scoring. It's not. It's not. It's not. But okay, he, so so why are you tying either, it? Either scoring or then okay, but you're mainly, okay, but you're mainly focusing on him going zero for five. That's the main. That's the main thing you're honing in on when he impacted the game in other ways. Okay, and, I, and I'm going on the four turnovers on the four four turnovers. Okay, so zero for five and four turnovers, whether that ten rebounds whether, and four assists. Like like, I'm saying is I know he can do better. Okay, but you said that multiple times. We know that. Like, 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 I'm not saying that this is a bad game. It's a game bad game. It's, it's not a bad game. I'm saying it's a bad game. All right, well, it's a bad game. That's we all can I'm agree saying. to disagree, but to me, that that's that's not a bad game. It could have been a better game, but that's not a bad game. Because for what these rookies are when they come in, that's not a terrible game. Anthony Edwards shooting two for nine and having uh, three turnovers, only five points in 26 minutes of play is a bad game. That's a bad game. If you look at his game compared to all of the rookies' debut games, Lamelo didn't have a bad game for what he was supposed to do. He just went over five. Because I guarantee you, if he put up six points, we're not saying this. We're not saying none of this. Off two jumpers, he only took five shots. If he took minimum ten shots, he would have probably put up maybe three or five points at the least. But I don't. Again, I don't care percentage. about that. If you shoot zero percent until you make a shot, you can't prove that me he gonna make two shots out of ten shots. Okay, but again, regardless, shots. regardless though, regardless though, sixteen minutes coming off of the bench, you're primarily looking to get other people involved. You miss five shots. That's not great, but it's not terrible. It's not a bad game to me because you impacted it in, in the other ways you were supposed to. Period. That's yeah, all that is. Make up for your bad play yeah. somewhere else, and if you can put stats somewhere else, then it'll make up for the no points. Prime example would be Dame in the playoffs when they beat, I think, the Nuggets. Like, that was mainly CJ's entire series, and Dame looked looked like uh, he couldn't put the ball in a basket that well, but he found other ways to show up. That's what matters. As long as you're not being comatose and you're not showing up, it's not just scoring. That's a real elementary way to look at it. But I don't want to hone in on this for too long. Different. The point is we know LaMelo can do better and we can move on from there. We don't have to spend 30 minutes talking about why he did or didn't have a bad game because uh, of how he scored. That's whatever. The only reason why I'm tying that to the Paul George point is there's different things you look at for different players, right? You don't expect Paul George to have uh, 28 points with 12 assists like a LeBron might. Because they play by different uh, rules. It's different games. So that's all I'm trying to hone in on that. Also, um, I'm really hoping PG can, like, turn his game around because he just got, like, a, a four- to five-year extension with the Clippers. Uh, $226 million, Like, I'm really hoping he can show up and, and make that pop, too. What do you guys think about that contract? You go first, though. All right, hold on. Um, yeah, speaking of Paul George, I think for the team, I think it's a good contract. Um, Paul George, he proves time and time again that in the regular season, he can be a very, uh, you know, all-star-like player. He can put up the points. He can play the defense. 
he can fit in the system good. If the system is actually running, he can, you know, get in before. I just think last year was a, a bad representation of who he could be. Because um, it was just a lot of stuff that he didn't necessarily get into early enough. Now, granted, you know, the playoffs, that's a whole nother story we could talk about. I'm just looking at the regular season. And I know you have to look at the playoffs eventually, but um, just his his style of play, how that fits, his stardom, how that fits in that system, I think that's a good move to give him the money. And if things don't work out, you can trade him if you want to or whatever, whatever. But I think he is a, a valuable piece of that team. He's a valuable player in the league. And I, I think sometimes we get caught up in the narrative and stuff like that. Um with the with the playoffs now i would definitely like my one of my star players to do good in the playoffs that'd be lovely for me that'd be just just swell but um i i think it was <laughs> i think it was a good pickup i think it was a good allocation of the money to say the least All right, how much money was it I think he got like a, a two hundred and uh sorry up to two hundred and twenty six million dollars, uh but the like the raw like the guarantee I think is one hundred ninety. So uh, what's that a year? What's the salary? It's thirty something, I believe. It's one of the top fifteen contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Ah oh, no no. I mean, it's basically like the. I'm fussing. I'm fussing with Joe, Paul George. I don't think he worth that much money, you know. He's not. I this just solely based off. No, I want. I want to know. We have arguments all the time about Paul George. I don't know how we always have arguments about Paul George, but yeah, you know. Very, hey, listen, I'm let you get very, your shit off, Jamal. Get all your shit off, because when I go, I'm going. I'm let you get your shit off. Go. All right, all right, all right. Go right ahead. Like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to Paul George, but I don't think he's worth that much money. Like that's too much money, like to be really. I don't know. I'm not. I don't really. I'm not really buying this. Or, I think it was a good idea. It was still on his end, obviously. High years with all that money, but nah, I'm not, I don't agree with it. But uh, okay. So for me, um, this was a W for the Clippers, uh, because. What they were facing is the idea that Kawhi and Paul George could have left, like right after the season. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so in thinking that this is a W for them to be able to get them to contribute long term, because even if Kawhi leaves, you for sure got one star left. Is Paul George, is Paul George worth that money? Hell no. Hell no, he's not. But I'm not mad at him for getting his money. He did the right thing for his family. Whatever it is, cool. Um, I think this puts Kawhi in an interesting situation. He could just leave out. Uh, I don't exactly know what's going to happen with that. We're going to have to see. But I do think that for what you're expecting out of Paul George, like, not with a contract like that, I don't want to hear any excuses. I I just don't. If Anthony Davis is getting paid the same amount of money you are and damn near you making more than him, like, now I'm really thinking about what your value is to a team because the Clippers got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the same squad not to be good in the regular season. They did it with championship. Like, their goal was to win a championship, bottom line. And, and like, 
I put a lot of like pressure on who Paul George is as a player because for one, a lot of his comments contradict each other. But for two, he's he's this great player in a, like he is the NBA's example of a player who performs great in the regular season but does trash in the playoffs. He's great. And year after year, like when he went to OKC, people put everything on Westbrook. And I had to sit there as a Westbrook fan and be like, all right, cool. Whatever. It's all it's Westbrook's fault that he shot two for sixteen in the closeout game to push it to game seven. That's his fault, cool. All right, whatever. Then he comes over to the Clippers, does what he does in this season. And I got people telling me he still put up X and Y and Z in this one or two, three games, and he still shot 40%, and that's a solid shooting percentage. Like, I had to hear that shit the entire time. And I'm like, bro, you got this man making, like, damn near max money as one of the top two options on the team, and he's performing terribly, and people are just okay and shit. But now it's popular to call him Pandemic P, Playoff P, or whatever it is. If you can pay this much money, at some point you're going to have to perform. And my thing with Paul George is you don't look at Paul George as a playmaker. No one does. He can play make sure. You look at Paul George as a shooter, as a guy who's going to play great defense, and a guy who's going to get buckets and score. If you're not doing those two things, you're not performing well in your role, and you're trash at your role. Bottom line. So Paul George is not performing. He's just not playing good. Um, I'm not wishing bad on Paul George. I really want him to hoop good because his intangibles are there. Like, we all know Paul George is a bucket and he has a whole lot of potential to, to be something great. But every time, I just don't see it. Every single time, I just don't see it. So I'm hoping it's good. But for the Clippers, again, this is a really big W. I don't think it's yeah. a loss at all. But, but quick question, quick question. Is he ass, okay. though? Yeah, he's ass. <laughs> but what does ass mean? Okay. All right. I think this is the first time we talked about, because I feel like we, we about to get into it now. Okay. Since you said that. What does ass mean? Okay. So this whole show, for the most part, I've been talking about how a person performs in their role, right? So to me, you are ass if you cannot perform at an average in your role. If Paul George averages 28, obviously when playoffs come, um, the guys who are superstars can increase their productivity. Um, and the guys who aren't uh, take a step back. But if you go from averaging 28 to 10 points in an entire playoff series, you're ass. That's just bottom line to me. Um, because I'm looking at the way that you go. Now, obviously, he can still be a good player, all-star, top 30, 40 person, but you're still as compared to your peers, compared to the way that you're compared. I mean, oh, I'm staying consistent in the LaMelo situation. I'm real quick. You expect somebody to do a certain thing because that's their play style, and when they don't play that play style, and if they don't perform in the thing that you expect them to do, then that's when they're ass. You're not saying they're a bad player. You're saying they're not performing in what you expect them to do. And more than that, I also think a big word to think about here is accountability. Like to just admit that, you know what, I had a bad game. I could be better X, Y, and Z. Whenever I see Paul George on the podium, he'd be icing his, his shoulders. He'd be saying some shit like, uh, 
I'm not James Harden. I can impact the game in different ways. And guess what? All that shit is cool, right? All of that shit is cool. But when it's time to do what your role is supposed to be, and you're not making up for it in those other ways, like he capped as if he was doing your ass. And that's, and that's fine. You're not always going to be ass, but right now I think Paul George is ass. He's good at his role. He's good at what he can be for that team. He can be good all regular season, but from what I expect out of Paul George, he's ass bottom line. Can't argue that. I, I, you know, okay, it's because when I hear ass, I think bad player. So I'm like, I know you're not saying he's a bad player. No. Okay. Uh, he's he's not a bad player, but the fact that he can be, and again, when you look at who Paul George is as a top 15, 20, 25 player, compared to those expectations on how you're going to come out and perform consistently, he's ass. And my thing is, it wouldn't be that bad if he didn't have such a drop-off. But the fact that he, he can go from 28 points all regular season, shooting like 45% from the field, shooting like 37% from three on like a lot of attempts, damn near eight or nine, right? A whole game. And then you come into the playoffs and you straight averaging 10 points for a entire series and you're shooting the ball terribly, like 20s. Like, like I literally saw Paul George last three games, he's shooting 11% from the field. That's ass. Like I don't, I don't care about he's this. That that's ass. That's just ass. Especially like, when it comes down to like playoffs is more important than the regular season. Especially and so if you average twenty eight or not twenty eight, but if you can average twenty whatever for this amount of games, like a big chunk. But when it's less games, but more important, and you average considerably less, then it's a problem. And I'm not too mad because again, you have to look at these players for what they are, right? Like um, a lot of people might take a look at Tobias Harris contract and be like, he's overrated, right? Because he got paid so much. But there's, but there's, there's a difference between overrated and overpaid, right? I don't believe Paul George is overrated anymore because everyone knows he's ass. We get that. We just understand that he got paid a lot more money. We get all that. So to me, we know what the expectation for Paul George is. I don't expect him to do shit in the playoffs. I don't because it's Paul George. Right. Am I hoping for it? Yeah. Do I want him to emerge into that guy that he wants to be ever since his Indiana days? Yeah. Because we all know Paul George back then was a problem. He was a really good bucket. But ever since the Indiana days, what has he been? He's consistently been bad and disappeared in the playoffs. He's still a great top player to pair alongside Kawhi. And that's why it was supposed to be good, because if he's not a number one guy, that pressure's not on him to be that. So he can just hoop at a lower expectation and he's still trash regardless so that's my issue with Paul George but my opinion changes as I see more basketball if he start if he was in the playoffs I give it up I will give it up but if he asks I'm gonna say yes I'm not gonna sugarcoat it I'm gonna just be honest um I want to hone in a little bit on the money because I, I heard a couple of things about uh should he be getting this amount of money and I don't I don't think it's up to the play to determine the money, to be honest with you, because a, a lot of times people get overpaid yeah. and it's mainly because they want them to stay there or it's just kind of a token of appreciation. There's a lot of people that get a lot more money than what they're worth, yep. but you can't blame the player for that. You have to blame the market for that. Exactly. So like Mike Connolly or Tobias Harris or Al Horford, like, of course, these people are getting overpaid, 
But you can't blame them because they're getting the money that they feel they deserve or the money that they want. Um, you just got to blame the market, blame the teams for paying them that much. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, of yep. course, I, I don't think he's worth that much money. I, I think he's a, a very, very good player. Um, and you need to pay him like a star, like an all-star. But, you know, you see who he's around, like, uh, money-wise. It's just a a sign that, I guess, you know, just people get overpaid. And that is what it is. And, again, you – you uh, I think you explained it perfectly. Payment is not just about production. It's about context, right? He had the Clippers over a barrel. We traded all these picks for you. Because if we got you, that meant we would also get a, a, a Kawhi Leonard. But there's a chance that we lose both of you this offseason. If Kawhi leaves them this offseason, it'll be tough. But at least they got Paul George left. At least there's some type of piece where if Giannis wants to come to the Clippers and replace Kawhi Leonard, there you go. You got a squad now. You know what I'm saying? But, but like, to him, it makes sense. It's the same reason why Chris Middleton got paid. Because who else is going to come to Milwaukee? He knew... He was the main other guy uh, behind Giannis, so that's why he got paid. So I'm not mad at that. Um, yeah, I think he earned a contract. I'm just saying, off play, hell no, hell no, he didn't deserve that contract. Off play only. Yeah, it's definitely incentive. That's, that's, in how, your, that's uh, how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. I look at I look at it like, do you deserve it? Have you deserved that money? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's more players out there that be hooping. That deserve that money, you know. What I'm saying, like, I feel like y'all say it's a good like bargain on the uh, Clippers. I really don't know. Like, if, if a person not hooping for me, I'm not gonna pay him that money. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how what he used to be or what his name is. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you gotta hoop to get my money. You know what I'm saying? There's it's, it's no way, no other way around that. For me. So, I mean, I don't know what. Hmm. I would say I don't know what the Clippers see, but I mean, I mean, I mean he's a he's a hooper. He just got to perform. That's the only thing. I just feel like he's one of them players that that need to go see like a um some type of sports doctor, you know, to get the psychology right and something like something like that, you know. Plus, because I feel like he really letting that get to him. I know we all know he can hoop. It just you know. Not right. I pray for him, man. Yeah, I, I think this. I know this is not the projection episode, but I don't know. I just feel like this is gonna be his year. I hope so, man. I got a, a strong feeling. I don't know what it is. I hope so, bro. Cause he hit the shit off the backboard in preseason. So I, hey, I stop it though. Hey, it's imagine not the ball got way. Um, there's no smooth way to transition this, but I just got to update. Uh, apparently the Pistons have waived Leangelo Ball. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, am I surprised? No, because he, he wasn't getting no PT, and I'm like, if he's not getting an, an OPC, they probably don't want to play him. Um, it's gonna be a tougher role for him. I get. I'm not exactly sure why. We don't know why. But yeah, he just been waived. Damn. Probably one like and then like some you know, you know, you don't do well in practice, you never get no playtime. Yeah. 
Yeah, they probably sitting in the practice. At the same time, it could be politics too, because a lot of people are kind of biased towards the Ball family because of their name. So, like for for him specifically, like that bias could have negatively influenced him to losing the job. But it could also just be performance. Again, we don't know. But uh, tough. Hopefully, keeps on working, and maybe he might be able to make another roster. But yeah, he's out of there. Yeah, he should go to G League. Yeah, just get a get a bigger name, show his game. That's what, they should they should put him on the G League team. I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and like. It's not a bad thing to play in the G League because it's still an exclusive, like, it's still a set amount of people who can even play in the G League. You know what I'm saying? So that wouldn't be, like, a, a bad, but hoping he can still make a, a team. I still think that would be cool if he deserves it. But um, honestly, bro, we've had a whole lot of conversation in this podcast about, like, playing and performances and expectations. Let's get to the meat and potatoes, bro. Brooklyn Nets, KD and Kyrie. I know y'all seen that shit just, just like I seen that shit. Ha, ha, okay, what were y'all initial reactions seeing the way they was hooping? Let me let me go. Let me start off with this man because I, I watched this one live. Uh, bet, bet, bet. A couple of couple hours ago. So going in, I'm thinking like, okay, this is the first time we get to see KD in a while. Um, first time seeing Kyrie since February against the against the Wizards uh, when he went down. So I'm just expecting to look for KD to, you know, just see if he can get, have some conditioning with him, um, see if he can get hit to his spots, see if he can mesh with the team. But, shoot, I'll just say from, from jump, Kyrie is balling. And it's one game, it's the preseason or whatever, but, yeah, Kyrie went out. Um, he went seven for nine, uh, setting people up perfectly. Um, seemed like he never left. Honestly, yeah, like he's just hitting shots over people, going through traffic, getting people out the way. KD Duncan, uh, sh- you know, shooting just it's just shooting good. over people again. Yeah, you know I'm saying yeah. it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best shooting performance, but I just wanted to see if he can actually still play an NBA it's game. Still and take a lot of hits. though. It's, yeah, and he was taking a lot of hits. And he was getting right back up. Like, all right, let's go. You know, yeah. chanting alone, taunting and stuff. It was just it was beautiful to see. Um. And then for a bigger picture, the Nets look real good because their their bench is um, surprisingly pretty, you know, well made up. Like they, it wasn't a big drop off when the starters left, and then when the bench came on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it was just exciting to see. For sure. Um, um, I'm gonna go ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we were right there. Uh, you know. <laughs> Obviously, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, they balled out tonight. But I wanted to look at a few things from the Wizards. I mean, I expected that from them. I wanted to look at a few things for the Wizards. Uh, the native catches Winston had 18 minutes, had six points, three assists. Um, so West, Westbrook didn't play tonight, didn't he? Nah, uh, uh, him and Bradley Beal didn't play. I watched, it, uh, I watched the game, too. They both got rested. Yeah, um... Uh, I don't know if y'all know uh, we Hiroshima. Yeah, I, yeah. Hachimura, I'm, looking- I'm sorry. Yeah, he bought out. 18, he was looking nice. Yeah. There's just a few notable people I wanted to um, bring up, but I believe the um, Nets is going to be a problem this year. 
Uh, I know that's not the projections, um, uh, but um, I just want, you know, KD, I've been saying, like, he had enough time to rest. I feel like he's going to come back balling. And Kyrie, you know, did, did he come in, like, towards the end of last year? Yeah, um, so, like, Kyrie also got injured during the season, but he, he began the season off, like, on fire. Like, his first game, he dropped 50-something. So, like, he was hooping yeah. last season. He just got hurt. Yeah. Kyrie always going to be a bucket, I feel like. That's just what he is. I mean, I, I expect big things out of him this year. I know it's not the uh, – I'm not trying to go to projections too much, but I feel like it's going to be a problem this year. I agree. I agree heavily with that. Um, I I was really um intrigued with the way uh Thomas Bryant was hooping. Um, I, I feel like a big thing for Washington is, is going to be the fact that they have bigs who can roll and pop, and having that alongside Westbrook when he comes back, and same thing with Bradley Beal, uh, can really make their versatility like look really great. So. I can't wait to see them like actually hoop when that set sets together, and also uh, for them to compete with the Nets like this with without uh, Bradley Beal and Westbrook in the lineup. Starters, yeah, yeah it shows you how competitive they can be. Because even though their defense looked bad at times, um, I think what really helped them out was their offense because they have a very explosive, uh, explosive offense, and again, that's without Westbrook or Bradley Beal. Like, I thought that they might have got blown out without having them, too, but they still played hard. Um, bro, Denny, he looked nice out there. Oh, yeah. He looked nice yeah. out there. Like, yeah, uh, Denny at Via. He's a top 10 draft pick. Like, he's, he was looking really good out there. Um, and yeah. a, a lot of people say that he might be the best player in this draft. Again, we don't know. But he was looking really solid out there, like really, really good. So that's really good to see. Um, hey, once again, my thing with the, the the Wizards is the defense. Yeah, defense is pretty bad. I, I mean, they can put up numbers, like they can put up points. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really. Like I said, I just can't wait to see projection uh, video so we can get more. You know. Next week. Next week, bro. Yeah. Um. Real quick. Yeah. I usually like to find like one or two players that's not the most known or like has the highest projection, but somebody that I see um doing pretty good. You know, kind of like Alex Caruso or a Boban, something like that. Um, the guy on the Wizards named uh, Garrison Matthews. I think he's a second year player. Matthew. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he went three for six this game. But his shot selection and his just his confidence in his shot, I noticed that from jump. He shot like a off leg three pointer. Just as soon as he got the ball, he just shot it and faded away. I was like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I respect that for sure. So I'm, I'm going to look at him, um, you know, in the. In the forty losses that they get, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely gonna look at him. What? I don't want to be an one asshole. quick thing. Oh, yeah, one quick thing. I don't want to be an asshole either. But one quick thing. Cash was at eighteen minutes, six points, and three assists. 
Listen, it's hard for rookies. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Rookies is ass uh, all the time no, they come in the league. No, 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 no. I'm trying to compare it to the metal ball. I don't know if you see. I already know what he was doing. I already knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so was I that mean, a like, <laughs> Wait, so he played eighteen minutes he played eighteen minutes, he put up six points, and what what else he put up? This is Okay. Is that better than um Zero points, ten rebounds, and four assists on sixteen minutes. Four, four turnovers. Yes, it is. Be a point guard. I want to say so. Regardless, they lost. He only he only scored six points, bro. Like that's not shit. That's I'm literally like that's really nothing. I'm just saying. I don't know what you're saying. Though. You a shooter. You you a shooter. You a shooter. It should translate. Ain't no ain't no ends and buts about it. It's all right. Translate. So 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 we all agree on this podcast that Trey Young's a shooter, right? Yeah. How was he in preseason? Terrible. As. How was he for the first half? Terrible. I'm not saying I would consider those bad games. You a shooter, you a shooter. All I was trying to say, it was a bad game because he's a shooter and he should shoot. He should but shoot, right? He, he he's not a shooter though. I don't know where you're getting this from. The mellow, the mellow, the mellow ball is, is not a shooter. Okay. He shot 25% from three overseas. He can shoot, but he's not a shooter. He's a playmaker. He's not a shooter. No. no. I think because he shoots a lot. Right. I think that's where you probably getting it mixed up. Because he definitely shoots a lot and he shoots like um behind the arc considerably more than he should. Yeah. So I guess in that case you might think he's a shooter. But yeah, he, he doesn't have a high percentage. A shooter is based on efficiency and amount that you take. Okay. If Westbrook, who's again one of my favorite players, if he takes 13 threes a game and only makes two. Are you calling him a shooter? No. No. Okay, well, to be devil's advocate, how about this? Um, you know, I hate to bring up the late great Kobe, but he his three-point percentage wasn't the best either. But he's definitely a shooter. He's not a shooter. Definitely. He's a scorer. He's a scorer. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. I see where you're going there. No, no, he's a, a shooter. shooter is someone who who like not not you're not leaving Kobe open, bro. You're not doing that. Yes, because he's a scorer. He's he's not a shooter. Because though. he's a shooter. No, okay, listen, okay, bro. He's a shooter, bro. You're not. How, okay, wait, pause. Explain how y'all grade shooters, and then I, and I explain what I think a shooter is, because because well, most of his shots are like fadeaways okay. and mid range, but you have to shoot that shot, so that means a shooter. Now, are you saying that like a, a three point specialist or a sniper or like a sharp? You, know, you, you don't think about spot up if he get the ball, I gotta put a hand in his face because he's instantly chucking that bitch. Kobe was a guy where it's like he get the ball, he gonna ISO you and kill you. But to me, that's not a shooter. My, look. So look, okay, we got two definitions. My definition of a shooter, if I have to check you on the three point line because I'm scared that you're gonna make the shot. You a shooter, like Ben Simmons. I'm okay. not checking you on a three point line because he's not, not a, shooter. a shooter, right? Exactly. But if you, if I have to check you, the middle, I have to check you on the three ball line. A shooter. So I mean, is LeBron a shooter. a shooter? Yes, LeBron a shooter. No, see, look, see, look, see. Now we getting it. LeBron. That's where it gets sticky. I see, I see where I see where gifted is going. This is exactly look, look, why look, look. I don't so, hone in on just you. So, so, so. So 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 you're not checking LeBron on a three point line. Uh, no, you are, but 
in the in your scouting sure. report, you're gonna leave him open compared to other guys. He's not a shooter. A shooter's like I cannot leave him. Like if you leave Clay Thompson, you getting benched because he's a shooter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. obvious. Right. So, I mean, it's, but all I'm saying is, you're not gonna leave him open because you know he can shoot. Right. Okay, you, but you know he can shoot. He's a shooter. LeBron is a scorer, or sorry, he's really a facilitator that can score. But his primary role is a facilitator who can score really easily, whose main skill is driving. That's not a shooter. A shooter is Klay Thompson. A shooter is Steph Curry. A shooter is Bradley Beal. Like, guys who shoot from the perimeter. Those are elite shooters. Those are shooters. Right. Yeah, they shooters not unless, but they elite shooters. That's like don't get them no breathing space in the three point line. A shooter is just a person you know that can shoot. You're not gonna leave open for the three point line. Okay, so would you call Joel Embiid a shooter? No, I wouldn't even check Joel Embiid on three point. Okay, but see, pause. Yeah, Embiid can shoot from the three though. Yeah. Okay, so by your definition, he's a shooter though. But he's not that much of a threat from three point line. No, but see, okay, but see, now you're changing it up. You literally just said changing it up. If you know what, if you know what guy can shoot from three, he's a shooter. I will live with that. I will live with it. I will live with it. I will live with him. And that's my point. That's my right there. You live with it because he's not a shooter, even though he can shoot threes. He's not a shooter. But ain't no way I'm living with Lamelo. Lamelo. I'm not doing that. Lamelo. Okay, but my point is, when it comes out with a shooter, you just contradicted yourself on the podcast. You literally just said that a shooter is someone who you know they can shoot, so you don't leave them open, right? That's a shooter. Joel and B can shoot, but you're living with that every time. That's not a shooter. No, I'm living living with it because look, I'm living. I'm living with it because I know. He's he's not big of a threat from the three point line. So what does that mean? He's not a shooter, right? But Lamelo is. So, Lamelo's not a shooter, so, oh, bro. Lamelo's not a shooter, bro. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I've watched all his games. We, 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 we will. I'm leave with this. If someone shoots twenty five percent from three, but shows the ability to to hit the occasional long deep three, they're not a shooter. If you literally have to check a person off ball because you know if they get it, they're going to smack that bitch or they hit a lot of threes or a lot of deep twos or whatever, that's a shooter. A shooter and a scorer are two different things. LeBron is not a shooter. And B is not a shooter. But they can yeah. both hit the three-point shot. That's that's all. Um, I'm, not, speaking, I'm not leaving LeBron over for no three, though. Say that. Okay, but you'll live with it every time, not, though, because you, know, you know if you hug him too tight, he's going to get to the pain and kill you because he's not a shooter. You don't have to respect him back, right? Of course, sag off because I'm the blow team, but I'm not leaving them open. Like, oh yeah, you can shoot. Okay, like so this, what about so. what about Westbrook? Because Westbrook's not a like shooter. Like you said before, yeah, he's definitely not a shooter. I, I'm not okay. saying that at all. But um, I know, uh, yeah, he can make the three, right? Oh wait, this is this is perfect. I leave him open every time. I'm not. This is perfect. This is perfect. Is Paul George in the playoffs a shooter? Why you gotta say the playoff, man? Why you gotta say Paul George, man? I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> man, he been about to make like he had the most perfect hey, one. I think he bet like a million dollars on like I don't know some type of betting service, and he just lost money on the playoffs, and he hated him or something. But I just want y'all to know, um, the Lakers and the Clippers just ended their game. 
Uh, the score is 131 to 106 with the Lakers, and LeBron and AD didn't play. Who won? Lakers. Oh, man. 131 to 106. Uh, yep, Kawhi and PG both. Uh, oh, no. Well, it's the preseason. And see, and see, look, we chalk it up as it's the preseason. That's it. I mean, it don't count. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's nasty, though. That's nasty. It's pretty, it's pretty tough, though. I ain't gonna lie. For them to have no LeBron and no... <laughs> you got Paul George and Kawhi. Y'all get 20 ball. It's kind of tough. But, uh... Paul George, dude. He, he played 18 minutes. He went three for six. He put up nine points. He had four assists, and he had two turnovers. A negative A plus minus. I don't know how how his defense was, but in a game like this, that's an okay game. Yeah, it's the preseason. Okay, yeah. Now, a lot of people don't. It's you're not going to get like 23 points from a – I don't judge so hard in preseason or even in the first week. I judge off an entire body of work. That's – that's how I that's how I operate. So even if Paul George comes out ass for his first half, whenever I call him ass, I'm gonna clarify he's ass for the first half, and, and we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season. But once I see bias work and you being trash, I'm gonna call you trash. That's how I do it. But uh, in other news, um, okay, let's see. So we talked about that. Okay, perfect. I want to talk about the Warriors. The Warriors really surprised me. Um. As a Warriors fan, I, I thought they would uh, struggle. And, like, it's, it's just preseason, so there's not much we can play into it. But for them to be able to uh, still be able to win and uh, put up a decent amount of shots and, like, hit some was really intriguing. Like, Steph didn't play well, but they had scoring from a lot of different areas, and I just didn't think they had depth like that. So that kind of surprised me. Man. Kind of, I kind of said that. I said that I know they're not going to be a terrible team without Clay. Yeah, I said they got they got different options. I mean, they got they still obviously they still got Curry, they got um, Wiseman, they got Kelly Uber. No, he's not on there no more, is he? He still is. He is on yeah. there. Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly, yeah, I can't. Heads up though, I Wiseman and Draymond didn't play. They got a. Uh, okay. COVID, so they couldn't play. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of surprising. Um, they still shot bad from the three, though. They shot twenty seven percent from three. Yeah, it's still gonna be tough. But they had scoring from a lot of different areas, and I think when you plug in uh Draymond and Wiggins, no cap, sorry, Draymond and Wiseman, you can get a whole a whole lot better production. I'm just happy to see Steph out there again. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the best game from him, but we don't expect him to come out, go eight for eight from three, you know, after yeah. not playing for so long. Uh, it, it was just good to see him out there. Yeah. You know, warming up, taking those tunnel shots. Yeah. You know, you know he's going to get there eventually, but. Yeah. His uh, shot changed from the tunnel to the, uh, I think he shoots from court side now because, like, now they got the, the uh, tunnels behind the rim so he can't actually shoot. Right, yeah. yeah. I didn't watch this game, but from looking at the stats, Nikola Jokic went off. Nah, he was hooping in the second half. He was. Yeah. Man, I love Jokic. Just, he's just so solid, man. Like, he's the best center in the league to me. 
because he's very oh. solid at what he does. Yeah. Uh, uh, one person I will uh, on the Warriors side. Yeah. Um, that I noticed that did very very well in his role was a uh, Kent Bazemore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kent was open. Yeah, you know he was a he was a good starter when he was on the on the Hawks. You know, a couple seasons ago, but he really just kind of just hit those shots that you wanted him to hit. Got the team uh, involved a little bit. Just had that that fire. Was hustling. Um, you know, hitting some unexpected shots. I think he's going right. to be a good anchor off the bench. Uh, I, I, I expect him to be probably the the leading scorer off the bench. Um, next to. Lady yeah. score off the bench. I like I like that. I like that. I, I think so. I think so. Okay. All right. You know, because he he's proven he can be a starter, but not like a a starter for a great team. But mm-hmm. if you take one of those guys and you put them on a good team and you tell them to you know come off the bench, get that get those microwave minutes. I think he can really excel in that in that zone. I agree with you. Oh, uh, I don't know if y'all I want Jamonte to talk about this though. <laughs> What? You already know what I'm talking about, Houston. Let me hey, listen. You uh, tell us how your squad looking. Yeah, looking decent, man. They looking decent. I, I, I like um, how John Wall Boogie. I like the little connection they got. I just want to see how it works for James Harden. You know, I'm gonna be solid, man. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, liking what they're doing. Really liking what they doing. What, you, what y'all think though, y'all? Otherwise, I think they're looking good. Um, I'm loving the way that John Wall is still having the same speed, but also like the playmaking is still there. I saw him make a lot of great on the money passes to shooters. I think that's great. I'm also loving the way Boogie is looking. He's looking really healthy, just like this. This whole team dynamic, I'm really enjoying what this team could be, even if even if there's no James Harden on it. Uh, but I'm also trying not to get caught up in the moment because it's preseason and they're playing the Bulls, who are trash. So it's kind of like they lost today. They lost today against the Bulls. They did yeah. one uh, hundred four to ninety one. Yeah, I don't put too much stock into this game. Personally, I do think we do know that they're going to be looking good though. So ultimately, ultimately, that's what matters most. Um, I still don't know if James Harden is going to get traded because he still hasn't played a game for them yet. Yeah. Um, I, again, I was just going to had 21. Hmm. Yeah. I'll just read out some stats. Well, John Wall had 21 points, 7 for 17, though. Uh, Marcus Cousin had 10 points. That's really, really, really killed us was Zach Levine. He just, I mean, Zach Levine had like 23 or I don't know. Zach Levine, like Zach Levine, so slept on just because he's like, everybody know him as a, I'm not, he's a champion. Yeah, nah, he's a Hoover. Definitely a Hoover. Yeah, dang. Kobe White had 27 for 15. Listen, Kobe White was exploding towards the end of the regular season last year, so I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, for a small dude, he has a lot of fire in him. He can score very, very quickly. Yeah, I like him. I'm going to watch him. Um, 
I'm 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 actually I'm actually might watch this Bulls team this year. Man. I'm gonna be watching Bulls game. Let's not get it twisted, bro. Um, I'm loving the way Patrick Williams looks. He's the fourth pick. A lot of people have slept on him, but he's a real solid guy. He just looks like he knows what he's doing out there. Yeah, and like ultimately, mm-hmm. that's what you need out of him. Like he was looking good. I just need Lord Marvin in this projection, man. Yeah, he's supposed to be like that stretch. Like he's supposed to be like a a a good stretch big for them to use. Granted, last year they had terrible coaching, so he got a lot of his touches gone. But now there's a new coach. Like now is your time to grow in that role. Mm -hmm. But um, the last thing about the right. No, I I feel like yeah, but. Yeah, last thing about the Rockets, I just like the way that DeMarcus Cousins is moving. Oh, um, God. It seems like he's that. he's on his feet. He lost a little weight. He's just ready to get in. He has a lot to prove. I hope he can prove it because he was definitely one of my favorite uh, big men. He was the best center in the league back. before he went down, bro. Yeah. He's the best center in the league. I just wanted to And he's shooting threes. He, hey, yeah. he's shooting on threes. I like a big that can stretch the floor, man. For sure. Yeah, that, should, that, that should really help the um, um, Rockets out. And he can bring Especially the ball up during fast breaks and all that stuff too. He's not like a one-dimensional. I, I can only shoot or or the dunk type of big man. He's a skilled big man. Yeah, and people want him to win. They see yeah. what he has to go through. So finally, and and John Wall like slashing. He can kick it out, you know, to boogie. Oh, he can shoot that jumper. Is or I feel like James Harden just got to become a. a off-ball player just a little bit, man. I mean, he I just know he can do it. Man, I just don't know if he wants to do it. We know he got the the talent to be able to do that, but is he going to do that? Because they would be so good offensively if he would do that. And they have a good coach who's not like he's not one to mention. Like, I've seen Rockets players take mid-ranges. Like, Ben McLemore took, I think, two or three t- tonight. And that speaks volumes because for an entire season, he only took one mid-range for the Rockets. Literally. So, like, he's a real good coach, and I feel like putting James in there with those two pieces could really untap a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. We're going to have to see what you happens. You got to see. Yeah, we're going to have to see what that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Did we miss anything? I don't think we missed anything. We talked about – oh, um – Honestly, I think we can say this for the next podcast. It's not it's not crazy important. Um so yeah, we'll say this last one for the podcast. That's gonna be it for this week of the Space Creators Podcast. Next week we're gonna get into this shit though. We got uh predictions coming and like all NBA, uh coach of the year, rookie MVP. of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP. And then playoff seedings. The, these are all going to be preseason predictions. So if we completely wrong, it's fine. We're just predicting how the season's going to end up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot. Better come on. I'm writing this down. I'm, I'm looking at y'all, too. You know? Hey. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm excited about. for that one. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. That's gonna be a good one. I think all NBA is gonna probably be the hardest one though. Yeah, that's gonna be. I, I was gonna ask, you doing all rookie? I mean, do y'all want to? I don't. We can do all rookie. I feel like this episode is gonna be a super long one because we got to go through like 
all of our lists. We can do that if y'all want to. I'm cool. He's doing the first team, right? Yeah, we're not doing no third team rookie. I'm so good with that. Yeah, we get to do like the first team. I'm so good with that because I'm telling you right now, all NBA gonna take a lot of time for you to have to think about all these damn players and who's gonna fit. And also, it's, really hard. it's, 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 it's just hard sometimes. You know, that's kind of like tricky because we going off what they did last year and really exactly. Yeah, and there's a lot of players who didn't play last year that's playing this year. We don't know exactly yep. how they're going to be. And then players get injured, so you don't know, like, if they're going to be able terrible. to, like, mm-hmm. exactly. So that's a whole lot. But that's the point of it. Yeah. That's the point of it. So, some um, very rough predictions. And then, like, I think in February or March, like, basically when the season's about halfway done, um, we'll do another one where we uh, – either stick with our picks or change them. And then at the end of the season, we can uh, go back through and see who was going to be closest. I think by the halfway mark of the season, you can get like a really good sense of who's going to be where and who's going to be what. So that's that's how that work. But we'll remember the next uh, episode for sure, because that's going to be documenting all of our predictions to see who came out right in that. Yeah. Well, that's been this week's edition of the Space Creators Podcast. Um, again, my name is Gifted. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at GiftedXBlade. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the same handles, GiftedXBlade. Uh, I stream from 4 to 8 every day except Sundays and Mondays. JMO, you can follow me at jmonty 213 on Instagram. And, uh, we do what we do with those space creators. I'm going to go ahead and pass it on now. All right, so let me go through this again. K Caution. Follow me on Instagram at K underscore Caution. Caution has a K in it, not a C. Don't let me find you searching K Caution with a C. I don't know who that is. It's not me. You turn a serial killer mode. I think he makes <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't he makes H's or something. That's <laughs> that might be a fool critic. I don't know. I but, don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Twitter is caution underscore K. Same thing. It's a K instead of a C. And then YouTube, K caution by itself. All right. And we out here, baby. We will see y'all next Monday. Peace.